Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Bog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Jesse and Kristen. This episode and every episode is brought to you by Mickey Travels, your one stop for Disney planning and booking services. We'll get into more about them later on in the episode. But Jesse, Kristen, how are you guys doing? Fun fact, by the way, fun fact. This is our 24th episode, which means we've been doing this podcast for six months. And Mm -hmm. That, that means six months of people listening to me. That's person, crazy. One person. Just just one person. Our <laughs> listener out there is the sticking with us. <laughs> no, uh, we've, uh, we've gotten thousands of downloads, a lot of support across all platforms, and we're super thankful for all of yes. it. So thank you for allowing us to continue to do this. We really do appreciate it. But Jesse, Kristen, how are you guys doing? How is... How is how is things going? I know we just had halfway to Halloween. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are excited about that because you both love Halloween season. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it was an exciting week last week. And I think I think they're done announcing stuff for now, but I think so. lots to look forward to. Did I know, really? yeah, it's officially like Halloween-y time, which I'm really excited about always. always. Um, but the crowds have been less, which is nice yeah. in Disney. Um, it hasn't been like overly crazy. So it's been really nice to just walk around the parks like as a normal human and not run into a million people. And the weather's been really lovely here too. Just in general. What you guys are talking about. I I really miss the crowds. I miss miss bumping into people. I miss the humidity. I just, I really miss it. It's part of the Disney uh, experience and you're being robbed of it with all of the less breezy air. It's also been raining with all the rain. Like people just don't, go to the parks yeah. i'm like all right bring me the rain it cools everything down like i enjoy the rain but <laughs> yeah it's true well we have a very fun episode for you guys today we have a special guest and we're very excited to introduce her and have her on the podcast today's guest we are welcoming serena lynn to the mickey bog podcast and serena created living by disney when she moved next door to disney world in Orlando, Florida. Although she does not live for Disney, she is a content creator. And after moving to Orlando, she made it her job slash mission to share unbiased tips and strategies to help you get the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. Living by Disney has become one of the most popular Disney pages in the world with over 500,000 TikTok followers and 142,000 Instagram followers as well from theme park photos, videos, tips, tricks, and more. She will help you get the most out of your Disney vacation. You can also follow her through her newly launched YouTube channel and podcast. Serena, thank you so much for coming on the Mickey Bob Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We love it. Of course. We're so excited to have you. So beyond obviously that intro, um, (laughs) which, you know, sometimes (laughs) it it was, I I really, I've gotten six months ago, I wasn't so good at those intros. Um, But, but beyond what I just spoke about, can you tell our audience um, and us really, we're curious, (laughs) a little bit more about yourself. When did you first come to Orlando to live close to Walt Disney World? Uh, Yeah. So just tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got here. We were longtime Disney fans, as so many people are, came to the parks every year, if more, if we could possibly swing it. And we lived in Virginia and every time we would leave at the end of vacation, like so many fans do, they would say, wouldn't it be crazy if we moved here? Like, is that a thing? Can we do that? That's, that's so weird. We would not, we wouldn't do that. That's, that's too crazy. (laughs) And uh, we did that for probably about 10 years (laughs) before we just finally, like the timing aligned, you know, it's hard to pick up and move to a different state 
And there was a, a lot of factors, obviously, that went into it. But probably about six years ago, maybe six and a half years ago, we went ahead and just said, we're doing it. We're going to move. And we moved from Virginia with my two kids and dog to Orlando. We didn't know a soul except our realtor. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And it was super scary, but uh, it's just so much fun. And it was such a turning point for life. I mean, I think you mark it life by those like big life changes like that. Yeah. Oh, Were yeah. you guys local to Orlando or did you relocate at some point? Um, so, Jesse, go you go ahead. Okay. So I'm a Florida girl. Um, I'm from South Florida. So I moved to Orlando about five years ago to work and live close to Disney. So, um, being in Florida, it was a little easier. I didn't know anybody in Orlando, um, but I made friends pretty quickly. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny how many people bring, like Disney brings so many people here. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. it's kind of yep. fun to, to see that. And then you have your locals who grew up here who haven't been to the parks yeah. since field trip fifth grade, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy because like living in South Florida, I mean, once I was able to drive, I was up here once a month and I was like, this is ridiculous. I just need to move up there because I'm spending so much money in tolls and gas, bringing my booty up here all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, this was our family trip, our family vacation. We came once or twice a year as a family. So, you know, yeah. let's just live up here. <laughs> it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from yeah, New Jersey originally, in- so like we did the same thing you did. You know, every vacation yeah. we'd leave and be like, "Huh, we sh- maybe we should move down." But then, like you know, you a million things that you're like, "No, that's not practical." But then one day it kind of was a practical decision, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, so that's do it. Yeah, yeah. It. Ironically, for me, um, I so I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, my all my family and most of my friends still live up there, but. I came down to Florida for college in 2014 and then sort of post-college, my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, she wanted to uh, work for Disney and move close to Disney. And uh, now we live close to Disney and I work the Disney job and she works an (laughs) office job. So I don't know how that part happened, but it's okay. Uh, She still gets kind of frustrated with me about it where she'll be like, I'll be like heading off to the Magic Kingdom early in the morning and she'll be like, enjoy your day at the Magic Kingdom. Like, uh, she's going to work real hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's okay. We got down here. We all got down here. Yeah, we got it. Um, So, Karina, tell us about your page living by Disney. How did it start? What was your inspiration? So you're here and you're like, you know what I should do? (laughs) So it's just started. It was a very meandering path to where I am now. I think most businesses tend to do that. You know, it's just some sort of evolves along the way. When I first started living by Disney, my website, I did it to document our move as like family Disney fans move next door to Disney. What does that look like? You know, and I, it wasn't anything that I thought would grow to be anything. It was just sort of cathartic for me to do. And I thought, let me share some of the information about relocating that I wish I had had because I was online looking for all this stuff before we moved. And I just wasn't finding, I was finding like 
practical stuff, which obviously you need that. But I also wanted to hear from people who were fans and like lived next door and did that change? Do they, how did they feel about it a couple years in? Like those are the conversations I wanted to have and, and I just wasn't finding much of that there. So that's kind of what I started sharing. That was how I started. So most of my early content was all about relocating here and moving here. And eventually just being here, I started noticing that more and more people were very confused, <laughs> as we all do when you when you That's know what's true. going on. When you go a lot, you're in the park, hear somebody still in the monorail next to you, and they're like, "Oh, let's just take the monorail to Animal Kingdom," and then we can. And you're like, "Um, I'm so sorry. I just i I am compelled. I am compelled to interject my unsolicited advice on you." <laughs> I feel that very deeply. <laughs> I think we all I think we all have memories for Jesse, Kristen and I were in the parks three to five days a week. So we all have memories of that exactly, yeah. Serena. Like oh, yeah. I'll never I'll never forget when this family was just like on the resort monorail and like they went they started going around and I'm I'm headed back to the transportation and ticket center and they go back they pass a contemporary. They get to the transportation ticket center. And they're like, "No, we got to stay on. Uh, we're going to Epcot." And and everybody left. And I like last second. I was like walking away, and I was really tired. And I like got off the whole monorail, and I was like, "Wait a minute! No, wait! Like, <laughs> no. get off! Like, you can't you can't go to Epcot from here." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, and like thankfully they got off right before the doors closed. But they're like, "What are you talking about? How do you know this? What do you mean?" And I'm like, "It's a switch monorails." Like, so. you know what? Disney is. A, there's a huge learning curve with visiting. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. many families come and they don't come that often. So they have this one trip and they plan and they pay so much money and they look forward to it, and then they end up at the end disappointed or frustrated just because they didn't know what they needed to know. And that just yeah. bothered me so much. Like, I can't tell you, it was just like, I just feel that I want everybody to experience the joy of being in the parks and that sort of freedom and escape and, and wonderful memories with your family and your loved ones. And it's not okay to, with me to leave disappointed. Like I take it as a personal yeah. <laughs> challenge. Personally offended. Yes. It's just, it's just true. So I just started sharing information. I would be like, Hey, by the way, this is a thing that's happening. This is how you navigate this. This is what you do. And the more I started to share those things, the more I started to attract people who were coming for that. And then I just sort of veered away from just the relocation stuff into just parks and strategies. And I started realizing that there was really a hole there where there wasn't a lot of like the practical stuff, like not just like, here's the cute cupcake, but like, you know, how to navigate, what time do I arrive? What are the rides for my kids? How does child swap work? Like there's a million things, right? And those were the things that just became my bread and butter in doing like the strategies and the, the, the details, which I'm such a, like a type A planner. I was one of those people that would come with like spreadsheets, you know, <laughs> and just like love, you know, like I, I love the challenge of how much can I maximize my time. So to do that yeah. to help other people is just a dream. I just love doing it. It's super fun. And my audience has grown very organically just from, 
just honestly, just a desire to help people. (laughs) I'm like, I don't care if you follow me or not, but you need to know these things and it's important that you do. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so I started doing that. The Instagram obviously was my first like main thing. I have Facebook and Twitter, but my personal feeling is you can only really go all in and do one social media really, really well, especially when you're like a solo business owner. And um, now that I have help, I've been able to grow. But like initially, that was what I did. And then TikTok was really easy to go into. And honestly, I just love TikTok. It's just like, it's just fun. It's such a fun. Like I started that in like, uh, at some point in 2020, late 2020, I think. When we were all there, you know, and it was, what a weird time. What a weird time. We had nothing better to do. <laughs> we were baking yeah. bread and singing sea shanties and doing little things. <laughs> and it was a good yeah. place to hang out. And yeah, yeah I just, <laughs> I love it there. So that's just been a, a nice, like fun, you know, easy place to build an audience. And, and then I really, my main thing is guidebooks. So I write digital guidebooks for people and sell those just to really go deep for people who really want yeah. like the step by step. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could have used that, like moving to Orlando, like the relocation yeah, process, like you can't find that anywhere. Like I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to wing it <laughs> and move there and see what happens. But again, I mean, I knew Florida, so it was a little mm-hmm. different. Yeah. I kind of knew like the surrounding areas where like Krista and like, you came to, you know, came to Florida, but like only yeah. on vacation. Yeah, my dad so. lived here, but again, like in a different yeah. area. He lived up north from where we are. So yeah. um, I think just buying a home or looking for a home is like yeah. incredibly stressful. And then when you're relocating to a place that's very different from where you are from, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm from up north right outside of New York City. And then here I yeah. am, you know, in, in the south and in central Florida. And it just was like a totally different, you know. I totally got that when oh, you yeah. said like the, your realtor was your only friend because like I like I felt like I was always asking mine questions that like yeah. you wouldn't normally ask a realtor, but I had like no one. Absolutely, absolutely. I was like, hey. I think more so, than yeah, anything I t- too, I and I, it's something that I've been able to share with people who, when they ask or when that subject comes up of moving here, I just wanted someone to say, hey, it's gonna be okay. Like you can do this. If this is something yeah. that you really, you really feel like this is a place you're going to be happy, then try it and it's okay. And it's all right to like, just give it a try. And if you don't like it, you can always move back. Like, I think I just wanted yeah. someone to like say that to me and I had to say it to myself <laughs> at the time, but yeah. it, it is, it's very scary. Yeah, it is. I'm sure. And then now pre-moving, when you think of Disney, what is your like most fond memory? Do you have something that you're like, wow, this made me fall in love with Disney? Could it have been a movie, a character, a place? I've loved Disney my whole life. I'm one of those people that has like a different interest or hobby like every couple months. I just love, there's always something I want to learn how to do and, and do, but Disney is the one constant. Like, if you're like, what is the one thing your whole life you've never gotten tired of? That's the thing. Like, I just never do. I I can't explain it. When people say you live next door, you go all the time. Don't you get tired of it? I'm like, truly, truly, I do not. I think it depends on maybe the level of fan you are. But, like, I just love it. It it brings me a lot of joy. And, of course, when I had kids, like, I loved coming pre-kids. It was the first, like, big vacation 
we did after getting married. So like my husband was a Disney fan. I don't even think I like knew enough to know that that needed to be a prerequisite. So I just got lucky. So that's cool. (laughs) And he ended up being like really liking to go to the parks too. So that was awesome. And we had a great time, but when we came with the first time with a a child, that, that was just, that was a whole, I was like, Oh my God, I didn't think I could like it more. (laughs) And it took it to another level. I think that trip, like the first time bringing my son when he was two, was probably like the point where I was like, this, this is it. This is it yeah. for me. This, I don't need yeah. to see anything else. I, I have kids myself. <laughs> so like, I totally hear that because I've said this before on the podcast, but like, you don't yeah. watch the rides anymore. You don't watch the shows. You watch your child watching that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's 10 times better than what you're watching yeah. just to see that on their faces. And then to do the things that like, I mean, you went growing up. I did too. Like to do those things that you did as a child mm-hmm. now with your child. Oh, it's like you just. It's the best. It, it's a whole nother level. It it's is. a whole nother level. It is. I don't even uh I don't even experience that with children because I don't have kids yet. But I will say this. We had uh, some friends come down about a month and a half ago that had never been to the Disney parks ever in their life. And they're in their 20s, um, 27-year-olds who went to Epcot with me. And I was watching their faces like while they were on the rides and watching them light up, like experiencing their own like childhood that they didn't get to experience when it came to the Disney parks because for whatever for some reason some every reason is different but you know not every family obviously gets to experience Disney really is a luxury and exactly so it's it's cool watching that so I can't imagine that feeling when you're watching your own child get to experience it but so I did have a question for you too so obviously you start your page for you know living closer to Disney and helping people, you know, with that whole process. When you started it off, like, did you start living by Disney purely as like, I wouldn't say an escape or something for fun, but I guess what I'm asking is like, did you, did you see it becoming like a business? Did you ever see that like early on where you're like, Ooh, I could totally see this becoming like my full-time job and, and doing this as like a, as a real business and everything, because Obviously, some people some people say like, oh, yeah, I always knew this was going to happen. But we also meet a lot of creators who are like, I still can't believe I, I get to do this, you know? So it, it's it's kind of different for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, I think, no, I did not think that that was going to happen. I didn't really think that that could be a real possibility. I don't think I knew what that would even look like um, as far as being able to monetize that. That was just a very like fuzzy. Like I knew people made money online on social media, but (laughs) it wasn't like necessarily something that I knew exactly how to do when I was starting. Uh, I think that it was something that I thought would be amazing, but it was very much sort of a passing thought. It was a while before I really thought, you know, I might could like do something with this. It's it, it honestly, I was a little slow on the on the pickup there for that. I think I just I was enjoying it, and um, I was a little concerned that going all in with it as a business would change how I felt about doing it. So there was some of that, like, yeah, I really love doing this, and if I go really focus on monetizing it, how is that going to change? You know, is it going to take the joy from it? And 
I was kind of doing what you guys do. I was working for other Disney businesses and I was doing reporting in the parks or I was doing, you know, just creating content for them as like just side sort of things and, and doing my thing yeah. on the side. Um, and it was very much just a side hustle for a while. And so it was a, it just reached a point where I thought I can, I think I can really do this. And I just started educating myself and look, you know, business podcasts and marketing and like, you know, trying to figure out how I could make it into a job. And it, it happened, it, it happened slowly. I think that's the hard thing. Like, I think it's like, it's not something that happens overnight, especially when you build something no, yourself. Yeah. It's, you're not going to be able to be like, let me quit my job. And in three months I can make this work. Like probably not. That's scary. <laughs> Who thinks that, you know, it is for sure. <laughs> and I don't know that I, I didn't necessarily want to do my own business. Like I, I don't think I'm a natural entrepreneur. Like some people are, they just have that, like, you know, like that thing where they're just, yeah, they're yeah. always going to be in that hustle. Like that's how, who they are. I'm not that person. I, I really wanted to work for another company, but I knew what I wanted that to look like and it didn't exist. I knew what I wanted to yeah. build and it didn't exist. And so it was kind of like, I reached a point where it's like, okay, you either just don't do that <laughs> or you have to build it. You, it has to be you like this is, it doesn't exist. So what do you want to do? And that yeah. was the sort of a turning point for me where I thought, okay, I think I can actually do this and grow this on my own. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so that's awesome. awesome. And so interesting too. Just it's inspiring. Yeah, it really is. You know? It really is. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you have all this experience, you've vacationed here, you live here. What is the one tip that you usually give to people and to families when they're planning a Disney trip? Like what's the one, the big one? I think just one. to calm down and not stress so much. And I know that's much easier said than done because the, the planning process has gotten more complicated than ever. And I don't, yeah. I don't love yeah. that, but it's given me great job security. <laughs> the more complicated <laughs> it becomes, the more yeah. useful I am. But I do think that it's very easy to feel overwhelmed. And my approach to this is, listen, there's things I can tell you. There's You can come in and just get high level. And, it, and just a few tips are going to help so much. But if you really want to go deep, we can absolutely do that. And you can really get into the nitty gritty of like really, you know, being a boss at this genie stuff and all of that. But also, if you don't do that, that's okay, too. You're still coming to Disney. You're still going to have a fantastic time. And the only yeah. thing that really involves a lot of planning is minimizing wait times, which are really just attractions, yeah. which really are only one piece of everything you get at Disney World. Disney World is so much more than just rides. And we focus a lot yeah. on the rides. And I know, I mean, I get it. They're amazing. We have some incredible attractions and you don't want to come visit and not do Guardians or Tron or Rise of the Resistance because yeah. those are the big things. But at the same time, if you did not get to do them, you would still have an amazing time because you're at Disney and there's yeah. – 
a million things that you can do. And just, you can just stand on main street and observe and vibe and see the castle and, and, and interact and just be there and have a great time. Yeah. I don't ride any of those rides. So, and I have a great time. (laughs) I mean, plot me on a bench on sunset Boulevard with a coffee and I'm good. Like I don't need an attraction. Granted, I've been so many times, so I have a different Mm -hmm. viewpoint, but I I think I didn't get to experience and appreciate the calmer side and the, the more like atmospheric vibes of Disney until I got older and you start going Mm -hmm. a lot more often, but you know, uh, well, we won't let me ramble for too long because <laughs> I'm not the special today. But before we get to the second half of our episode, we do want to mention our sponsor. And this episode and every episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. Now, so before we, uh, you know, move on from Mickey Travels, this is obviously very relevant to you now because you recently announced a partnership with Mickey Travels, which is very exciting. How did that partnership sort of come together? Um, And why do you feel like Mickey Travels was a good fit for you? Uh, Or I guess, why did you... um, feel that was a great partnership for, for your brand. Well, I'm very picky with who I do business with. And, and because of that, I've always had great experiences. Um, so I think it served me well <laughs> to be, to be picky with it. I met Greg and Alyssa when we did the wish inaugural cruise. So I was there for media. They were there for travel professionals. And I just kept, cause there wasn't a lot of us on that first cruise. It was just a closed group. So I kept running into them and she and I just kept chit-chatting like over and over again to the point by, by the like fourth time I was like, okay, who, who are you? We need to obviously <laughs> we need to be friends. <laughs> and that was when I first met them. And we just, we kept in touch. We live close by. We just got along really good. And as I was starting on these new projects and everything, they were just so supportive and helpful. And, you know, it's basically just happened in a supernatural way, not supernatural, but (laughs) a very natural way (laughs) where, yeah, just getting to know them. And I love, I just love, I love them as people, which to me, is always the cornerstone of any business. Like if you like the people and they're good people, you like what they're about, you like how they do business, you like their approach to even just the approach to their culture of their agency, you know, of how they, they approach people and caring for their team. It's just, it's just, there's a lot of care and a lot of love in, in it all. And I just, thought this is such a good fit. And we just have very similar ways of thinking about how we approach things from serving our audience and our guests to even just how we view the the Disney company, because it's become quite the fashion in Disney media to just hate on everything. (laughs) That's just become like the, the thing that gets the clicks or the that you know starts the drama or whatever and I'm just not that's not my style because one it wouldn't I wouldn't even be about talking about that but also like I am a Disney fan I'm not gonna sit here and hate on them like that's 
like silly to me. Like I, I, there's a lot of positive things to talk about and I love that their approach really meshed well with mine. I love that. And then when it comes to like booking a trip for Disney, like solo versus using a Mickey travels agent, what is the big difference when it's it comes just, to it's that? It's just, it's a totally different experience. I mean, and I say this, there, there's a lot of great travel agents out there. And I think that, yeah. you know, finding a good agency is so nice just because you know that those, the agents under them are, are supported, right? They've got a great network of right. like help and structure and, uh, and all of that there. But I think that when you book it yourself, you don't understand all of the things that you don't know. And the number one thing I hear from people is, well, I don't want to use an agent because I like to plan. And I'm like, okay, literally my job, literally my job is to plan Disney and (laughs) teach people how to plan Disney. And I don't book my own trips. Like why, why, why would I do that? When COVID (laughs) happened and everything fell apart, I wasn't spending hours on the phone, you know, like it's, there's so much that they know, (laughs) even from the standpoint of like, okay, I'm going to stay at, you know, Caribbean beach, which building do I want? I don't know that. I'm like, I, I don't know if I've stayed there once or twice. I I don't have like enough experience to tell you that, or do you know, do you want your room on a cruise ship to be on the starboard side or the, like, I don't know. You know, (laughs) that's, that's what they they do, you know? And the fact that it doesn't cost you anymore to me is kind of a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I had never looked into travel agency at all until I started working for Mickey blog. And then I, you know, got to know Mickey travels. And I was like, wait, <laughs> you guys plan this like for me? And I, cause I went to Disneyland last year. I didn't know what I was doing. I had never been to Disneyland. I was like, I, where do I go? What do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge help. It's a, why, why not yeah. give your, why not make it easier on yourself? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, please plan for me. Have fun. Yeah. Um, So we were talking a little bit about your TikTok and your Instagram before. There's so much like competition, not competition, but there's so many Disney accounts out there Mm -hmm. now, right? Like, so what do you think has been the key for your TikTok and your Instagram that has made it flourish like it has? I think because I've just... I focus on the education side of it and the inf- the information. So I, I'm always trying to bring a lot of value to people and trying really hard to be aware of not wasting time. You know, I, I don't like a lot of time wasting stuff. If, if I'm reading an article, if I want to look at a recipe online and I have to scroll 15 pages to get to the recipe, I'm out. I, I'm not doing that. Like, oh, don't I hate tell that me so the back story of the, your grandma's brownies. I don't care. <laughs> Just tell me what I'm here for. And that's, that's kind of how I approach my content. It's like, here's what you need to know. Bye. Like, yeah. that's it. You know, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I'm here to, I can entertain you. I can show you definitely some fun Disney stuff, but at the end of the day, I think the reason that I've been able to grow and have people that have grown to really trust my opinions and feedback is because I'm very honest and I'm very informative. So I, I just try to give a lot of value for people's time. I love that. And I have some fun okay. questions for you. Sure. Want some fun ones? <laughs> All right. So we're going to do some okay. park favorites. 
So do you have park favorites of a sit-down restaurant, a quick service, and like a loungy oh, bar? So many. Um, I know. <laughs> it's hard, My right? favorite sit-down has got to be Ohana's. It's just consistently okay. – mm, the, the food is so good. The atmosphere, I just immediately feel like it's vacation. It's vacation vibes. The, Me too. The luau vibe, the music, the setting, the fireworks – beach. I mean, it's just, it's got so much, so much to offer. I just always have a good experience every yeah. time I've gone. I mean, I've, and specifically dinner, for, specifically for dinner, although I do yeah. love their breakfast and the characters are really, their breakfast cute. is good, but, but yeah, specifically yeah. their dinner, um, quick service. I love it. Quick service would probably be Satuli Canteen in animal kingdom i just think the food is phenomenal i think you're getting like table service food for a counter service price and it's so fresh and if you want to change because it's made to order it's like whatever you want to put in your combination of things you can get it done and it's just really really good and i just love pandora i just think the vibes there are really cool it's beautiful and their food is so fun it's so pretty and colorful too just it fun is. to look at. And it's actually like healthy-ish, yeah. you know, for, for Disney. I mean, these yeah. burger pods are healthy, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. But yeah, I love their food. Um, bar. Okay. So, uh, so I, one that's more well-known and one that's more of a hidden gem. Um, well-known Perfect. would probably be Abracadabar. I just think it's so fun. It's at okay. Boardwalk and it's outside of a park. So maybe not as visited, but it's just, it's this Houdini era magicians it's backstory, fun. fun drinks. Boardwalk's just a great time. Um, and then my more yes. hidden gem would be Dahlia's at Coronado Springs. I don't know if you guys have been to that, okay. but it's, it's at the top of the, the tower there at Coronado Springs, and it is just, the vibes are so cool, and it's got a great little, like, appetizer menu, drink menu, and this huge terrace that you can see the fireworks and all the parks, like, all of Hollywood Studios and Epcot are, like, spread out right there, and it's Oh, that really sounds beautiful. I have not yeah, been there. Yeah, it's great. And Coronado is easy I to visit. I recently went. Like, it's easy to go. It's easy to park. You're always going to get in. Like, yeah. it's just like a very, like, yeah. low-stress, last-minute place. I recently yeah. went for the first time, and um, I was like, how have <laughs> I never been here yeah. before? Because, like, I've lived here for four years now, and I was up there with one of our coworkers, Miranda, and um, we're both standing up there. We're, like, looking around. We're like, can we like move in? Like, <laughs> it's just so cool up there. You got some amazing yeah. views, and you know, I, I just like side note a, away from Disney, have a, a weird obsession with rooftop bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, just the the bars. concept of standing very high up and yes. enjoying a drink is oh, fun to me. So being able to do that at Disney too is is also cool. But, I mean, yeah. it's the views, honestly. The views from up high, like, I'm not a heights no. person. I will not look down if I'm on the rooftop, <laughs> but I'll look out, and it's You'll, beautiful, Yeah, but not a heights person. Um, and then what about your favorite Disney film, Disney park, and Disney character? Okay, Disney film, probably, if we go classic. You can choose one Disney and one Pixar. If we go classic, I'd probably say Peter Pan. Um 
Me too. Peter Pan has it all. You've got adventure, you've got pirates, you've got pixies, you've got flying, you've got London. I mean, (laughs) everything. It's got it all. The Lost Boys. Yeah. Like, there's just so much fun stuff in there. I love, I love that movie. And Park for sure is Magic Kingdom. I know. I I always feel like that's the most basic answer. And I want to be more interesting and be like, oh, it's actually like Typhoon again, (laughs) just to be unexpected. But it's just, I'm, I'm a classic Disney fan and Disney is very closely linked to me with nostalgia. And that is Magic Kingdom to me. It's just all of, all of those vibes, Main Street, the music, the whole, yeah. Yeah, it for me. I do love. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I definitely spend a lot of time in Hollywood Studios. (laughs) A lot of time in Hollywood Studios. I spent so much time in Galaxy's Edge that I used to joke that I had an apartment there. People still tag me when they see the doorway above Oga's. They're like, "Oh, apartment." I'm like, "That's fine," Um, because I was literally like, I lived there when it opened. Like, I was there. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I I've it. always, I love, I think it's just, I love themed entertainment. So when it's done well and it's fully immersive, I just get super excited about it. And when it's a land that you've, you know, this universe of Star Wars that if you've been a fan for a long time, it's like to be able to visit this place that you knew as a kid growing up. It's just so cool. We did. For Galaxy's yeah. Edge, just side story really quick. Um, for one Please of the uh, media previews, we got to do like a hard hat tour when Galaxy's Edge was being built, which was one of the Oh, that's so things. cool. Wow. And some of the Imagineers who worked on it brought us in and did the, you know, showed us around. And we kind of like walked up like, um, I know now we were kind of towards the rise of the resistance area. We could see like the Falcon in the distance and... And they just had like a roped off area we could kind of come up to and that was it. And they were still obviously building it all. And so I was talking to the Imagineer and I said, uh, I just need to know as a fan, are you a fan? Because I- I'm just going to say if I didn't tell him this, but I'm thinking if you're not, I'm totally judging you. Totally judging <laughs> you right now. <laughs> not happy you're on this project. And he's he was like, if I could tell my eight-year-old self is sitting in my bunk bed with my Star Wars sheets and my Star Wars action figures next to me, that one day you're going to get to build this land and be a part of this project from start to finish. And he started welling up and I'm like, don't do this to me. <laughs> cry football. We're all sitting there crying. <laughs> but it was the best yeah, answer. So and I just... To me, that is the heart of Disney and what makes it so unique is the people that work on these projects, the heart they put into it and how much they love the work that they're doing. And just the fact that so many Star Wars fans worked on that land is just, to me as a fan, just makes me love it more. Well, I think I think you're also on to something not to jump in because it's Star Wars. If you can't tell from my posters (laughs) and everything behind me, I love Star Wars. But I uh, I'm just I 
I'm in awe of, like you said, when you have creators involved who really, really love it, not just this is work or, yeah, I know how to design a land, so I got hired here. Like yeah. people who love it, like, for example, in my opinion, Pandora is the best theme land at Walt Disney World. And the reason I believe that, and I'm a huge lover of Galaxy's Edge, but I just, I think Pandora is the most well done. And the reason... It is that they hired Jim mm -hmm. Cameron. I mean, they brought James Cameron and a bunch of the staff who created the mm -hmm. Avatar films, and then they worked alongside Joe Rohde and the Imagineers to create something spectacular. Like, if you bring in people who don't love it or don't know it and mm -hmm. don't care for it, it's not going to come out as heartfelt and as incredible as it could be. So I think that was a good point you just brought up, and it's a really cool story because – uh, I just, I find it funny you being on like this hard hat tour and you being like, am I about to go right now? Like, I, know. <laughs> I know. I, I, I told him later, I'm like, I'm sorry I made you cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, I'm also crying. <laughs> sorry I made everyone here cry. <laughs> you feel any better. I know. I love that. Um, and then what's your favorite character? It's, I, it's also another basic one, but Mickey. Mickey. Maybe. He just brings me yeah. so much joy. That's okay. Every time I see him, I just feel like if if you're at Disney World and everybody's cranky, go see Mickey. That's all you got to do. That's me yeah. goofy. Just go see one of the characters and let them just your mood just yes. fall. Even it's when true. we couldn't, oh yeah. Even when we couldn't visit, like uh, hug them and everything, when we could just see them, or they'd be like on the train station balcony and they'd wave and stuff. Yeah. It just there's just something about the wholesomeness that they have and everything we associate with them. It's just, yeah, I love, I love me. It's true. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very true. Uh, I have another question. What kind of advice do you have for someone that wants to have a page like yours um, and create Disney content in general? Oh, so much, <laughs> so much advice. I feel like I could talk so long about it. Uh, I think the first thing I would say is that it's never too late and there's always room for you. It's very easy to feel that this space is so oversaturated that why even bother? You know, why even bother? When you see other people growing and having success, well, that's my spot. That was what I should be doing or whatever. If you feel called to do this and it just keeps popping in your head, like you cannot let it go, there's a reason for that. And these days, people can bring so much of their individual selves and their personalities and who they are into their content in such a real, genuine way. If you can find a way to do that, you will be unlike anything else out there. There won't be you already there. And I think that there's a lot of creators that I observe when I'm scrolling social media I see people that don't have much following that have such massive creativity, like their content is just yeah. so good. And, you know, I recently have been hiring and I had people send me videos that wanted to work with me as part of their application process. And some of those videos just made me cry. I wanted to hire like 150 people. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me work the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> But there, there's so many people that feel really passionately about it. And it's not just in Disney. I mean, there's anything that you love, 
you can create a job out of it and you can create a space online for it. Even if you don't monetize it, just grow a like-minded community around it. And so many times I think people are discouraged because they feel like they shouldn't. And I look around when I see a lot of people, I see a lot of the same voices, the same opinions. I think we need more people to come out and start their own thing who have a different perspective or a different voice or story to tell. And they're not doing that because they feel that there's not room for them. Well, let me just say this real quick. Uh, Jesse and Kristen know this, but every once in a blue moon, I have a sappy or emotional (laughs) podcast. Uh, And this is going to be one of them because we've had 24 episodes now. We've, We've interviewed Imagineers. We've interviewed major creators. We've interviewed authors. That one piece of advice you just gave, in my opinion, has stuck out more to me than anybody's advice I've ever heard on this podcast. I think what so many people, it, it breaks my heart to see it, to be honest with you. There's so many people out there who give up before even trying, you know, and Serena saying that there is a spot for you and saying that it's never too late. Like that is so, so important because there are so many big creators out there that'll just tell you like, Uh, No, it's very Uh competitive. It's too hard. Like I wouldn't do it. I've met, I've met Uh a lot of them in this community. Um, And frankly, that's such good advice because there are so many young people out there, old people, it doesn't matter with the age that want to do what really what we get to do Uh for a living. And, Uh you know, the best advice I can give anybody out there as someone who was ready to give up before I started at Mickey blog who had worked for other Disney blogs out there. Like just start, start doing it, start Uh trying, just keep learning, keep trying, keep trying it because you can do it. It it is possible. And I, I, I just, I really appreciate you, you saying that because there's, there's so many people who get discouraged in this industry who give up trying to do this. And it's sad because this, it's possible to do what we get to do. It is, it is possible. absolutely possible. Um, but- and I think it's so important for people to, to say that, you know, I felt, I feel like people are just waiting for someone to say, Hey, you're good at this. You should do this. Like go do it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and, Nobody's going to do that for you. So you have to do that within yourself. You have to just give yourself permission to do it. And I think, honestly, when I look back at things I've tried and done, and there's a lot of things I've tried and failed and some things work. And I am amazed sometimes at my own audacity (laughs) to do some of this. I really am. Like, sometimes I'm like, I really did that. I cannot believe I really did that. Like, (laughs) you know, half of it, more than half of being a content creator is just having the guts to do it and just thinking that you can do it and giving yourself permission to do it. It's, that is honestly the biggest obstacle you will overcome. If you can get past yourself and just start doing it, you'll find things open up for you. You may not see a clear path ahead, but as long as you're headed in the right direction, there's opportunities out there that you don't even know exist because you just haven't gotten on the path yet. 
Yeah. You, you really can't know until you try. So uh, before we wrap up here, like I think a good final question then when we're at that topic already, if you could like go back to little 15 or 16 year old Serena, um, uh, not to say little, but I just, I, when I think of 15 year old Jerry, yeah. <laughs> because I've always been small, but it's all right. Uh, but like in general, if you were to, you know, give give them a, a piece of advice or like, you know, if you could go back in time and, and, and talk to them for a second, because we, we've asked this question to almost all of our guests. It's, it's one of my favorite questions and we get, we always get some really amazing answers. So I'm very curious to, to hear what you have to say. I think it would probably be the advice I just gave, because I think that's why I say this whenever I have the opportunity to, is because I wish somebody had told me that when I was younger. Yeah. I think I always mm-hmm. wanted to be having something in the Disney space. Like I lived in Virginia. I remember when like Festival of Fantasy started and all these like like milestone things like New Fantasyland opened or whatever and not being here and being so upset that I was not here. And <laughs> like I should be there, you know, watching the coverage on it and just thinking like that's that's meant for me. I, I should, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. And thinking it felt a million miles away from my life. It felt like there was no path to that at all. So if I could go back, I would just have told myself to just start doing something, just start, just, you know, even if it's just a hobby, even if it's just small, just get started on it and, and determine and find out for yourself if it's what you want to do and if there's a there's a future in it for you. Because I think when something just keeps coming up over and over again for us, like this thing just keeps, we just cannot get it out of our head. That's, that's your, that's you. That's you telling yourself, hey, you know, you know what's going to make you happy deep down if you just let yourself admit it and have, give yourself permission to actually go after it. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know about you, Chris and Jesse, but I'm ready to like run. <laughs> I know you, listen, if you ever decided you needed another career, motivational speaker is like <laughs> on the list. Yeah. Okay. My <laughs> goodness. I, Jared's Real. right. I just feel like I could conquer the world right now. Uh-huh. So well, you have a sweet. promising side hustle now <laughs> as a, I do have, I have some future podcasts in mind for talking about. So you want to be a Disney content creator? I'll definitely. I love it. We'll definitely tune in. List. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. No, well, this has been an amazing, uh, amazing episode. Honestly, Um, I think you know we we've already had the pleasure of of interviewing some great um, Disney content creators who we're fans of and. We were fans of yours yeah. previously. Obviously, we have that mutual mm-hmm. connection with Greg and Alyssa and Mickey Travels, and 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 we are incredibly thankful for them ourselves. But um, it, this has really been a great oh, episode, thanks. and and I really did, you know, mean what I said previously about for for our guests or for our for our listener, <laughs> as I always like to joke, we get yeah. more than one listener. But uh, it's like three or four. But basically, for those out there who are listening to this episode, I do hope, for one, obviously, stop what you're doing and go check out Living by Disney. Go check out Serena's content. But also, you know, listen to what she had to say because, you know, I know there's people who listen to our episodes who've thought in the back of their head about starting that little – 
little business, whether it's, you know, printing t-shirts or whether it's making a TikTok yeah. or whatever, like you can't know until mm-hmm. you try. So, and Serena is evidence of that. Honestly, we're thankfully Jesse, Kristen and I are evidence yeah. of that too. Like, and, and that's, that's awesome. So, so in general, before we wrap up this episode, uh, where obviously they know to go to living by Disney, but where else can, um, our listeners go find some of your content? For example, I know you just recently started up a yes. podcast. So would you like to yes, talk about I'm all of so that? I'm so enjoying the podcast. I, I can't tell you how much fun it is. Like we're just having the best time. Um, it's, it's just a blast so far. I think we've done like, uh, eight or nine ish episodes. So like we, you know, we're, we just, just launched, but it, the feedback has been amazing. I just love, I guess, because I'm a podcast fan, I love being able to communicate in this way. I just feel like it gives me so much more time when I'm on Instagram and TikTok. it's quick, you know, like you, you ain't got time. We're scrolling like, you know, 15 seconds. I'm moving on. And this just gives a platform and a way to connect with people more deeply and to really get into topics and just cover so many conversations that I've wanted to have, whether it's more, you know, from a lot, you know, just life stuff to, we did a podcast on is social media sabotaging your vacations. That's a subject I have been wanting to talk about for so long, expectations and how we approach vacations, um, you know, how to survive Disney with kids, <laughs> you know, with some other moms who just are, are going to, it's just a lot of real talk. And, uh, we've got, a, we do a news episode every week and that's really fun. Just all of the latest news. So it's kind of just one place. Like if you just want to keep up with Disney world, if you just listen to that one episode each week, you'll, you'll know everything you need to know. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And then we're just launching a YouTube. So I it's just been, it's a ball. I've, I've just hired, like I said, so I have like a team, which is the coolest thing. And I love just being able to have now different people, different voices in there. You know, they have some don't have kids, some have kids, different ages, you know, all just, it's just fun to like have all, all these different perspectives kind of coming into the same content. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really fun. So yeah, any of those that's where I'll be. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. We oh, definitely had a fun me. time uh, talking. Of course, absolutely. And if you are new to the Mickey Blog podcast for our listeners out there, welcome, first of all. And please check out the rest of our content uh, wherever you're listening to, whether it's Apple or Spotify, YouTube, or anything beyond. Please hit that subscribe button for more episodes. New episodes drop every single Friday. And if you'd like to see more of Mickey Blog's content, Mickey Blog is obviously a blog, believe it or not. Head to our website. But also, we're all over social media between Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we're dropping weekly YouTube videos. And every episode of the Mickey Blog podcast also drops in video format on YouTube, where you can watch Jesse and Kristen usually give me funny faces about my opinions that they disagree with yeah. in real yeah, time. Usually. It's Don't great. Be wrong. I'm just really proud faces. of Kristen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just really glad Kristen didn't bring up Living with the Land this episode. We're, we're making progress. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to another episode. We will see you again next week. And uh, thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.